And welcome back to another edition of the Cairo London podcast. Today I've asked Grant Munro, Doctor of Chiropractic down in Putney, to join us. Um, he has a great story to tell about how he's been everything from a um, boxer to a scaffolder to um, in his inter-Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but uh, his um, look at chiropractic and his career so far is quite quite insightful. So uh, sit back and have a listen. Um, hope you enjoy edition number four. Okay, thank you. And here is the big fella himself. Hello, thank you very much for having me. You kind of uh, pop in my social media cherry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never too late, man. never too never late. Never too late. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I was doing a little bit of a uh, ramble on uh, at the start there, and um, but uh, maybe introduce yourself. Who are you? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, so my name is Grant. I'm one of the chiropractors at Putney Chiropractic Centre. Um, kind of think I've been there for just over a year now, haven't I? It's unbelievable right. how time flies, especially with the yeah. uh, more recent stuff that's going on. Um, but yeah. Um, it's been a pretty nice, you know, I've got to say, um, you've kind of just slotted into Putney pretty well, I've got to say. Um, yeah, it feels which, like, it definitely feels like my chiropractic home after having tried a fair few places uh, over the years and evolving that kind of your style and your systems and things. Do you know what I mean? Um, it definitely feels like I've found my home in Putney at the moment anyway, for sure, definitely. You know, so, uh, cool. Now, um, as you know, we were speaking about earlier, I've been turning these Instagram lives into um, podcasts. Um, so um, that's kind of cool. But uh, So we now have a Cairo London podcast, um, of which can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, <laughs> and even on our website now we've got it up and running. So if you miss this or if you have to dash off and make a cup of tea or whatever, um, you'll be able to listen to it in a couple of days once I get around to getting it on the podcast. Um, I was, was going to say about that, though. The, um, uh, it's, it's been kind of cool just getting to know everyone. So um, thanks for joining me, mate. Um, uh, and let's go back to the very start for you because that's how I like to start these things. You have a great story to tell about life before chiropractic, I think, uh, <laughs> and maybe how that kind of formed your career path in a certain way. So um, tell us the story. Certainly a, a different person now to how it was uh, 20 years ago, but then I suppose we all are. But uh, So, yeah, I'm originally from Lincoln, um, which is for anyone who's kind of not really native, is in a city in the East Midlands, um, up north. And I started off as a high altitude tubular engineer, uh, or an, <laughs> that's a new one for <laughs> uh, an erection specialist. We could use that if you like. An erection specialist. <laughs> I was a, I was a scaffolder, um, so I come straight out of school. Um, that first, I had uh, no phrase, idea. <laughs> that first phrase was very much like, uh, "What are you talking about? You're an astronaut, or what?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that was the that was the chat up line anyway when we was working away. You were uh, just repeat that for me again. Uh, <laughs> high altitude, altitude. tubular because the scaffold poles are tubular. Uh, engineer because the way we sling them together. Right, yeah. lovely. 
But, but yeah, I'm sure you made some fabulous erections in your time as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few stories. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so basically, so how, how many years before we get sidetracked, you, uh, a, uh, a specialist in erecting things? Um, I think I was probably doing it full time four years. And then in between different university years, I'd go back and I'd, I'd go work straight away just to kind of see me through the rest of the year, really, the next the next school year. So, so I'd say seven uh, years altogether. Did you finish school then or not? Finished, yeah, yeah. I finished school. I left May levels. Um, yeah. Kind of must have been 17 when they finished. And I went to work for a friend as a roofer. Yeah. Okay. Um, did a year with him. Um, and then became, yeah, kind of got introduced to a scaffolding firm. Um, yeah. Started working with those guys. And... Obviously, the, it's a bit of a any young lad who who goes going through the same sort of thing probably knows it's a bit of a hedonistic lifestyle and it's all a bit all a bit nuts and you don't really know which way you want to go with things. Um, and I suppose the dad joke is I kind of fell into chiropractic. You know, uh, I, I actually fell off the scaffolding, um, broke some ribs, and um, being kind of what must have been nineteen, maybe twenty at the time, you don't really think anything of it. You just kind of carry on working. Um, and obviously, that was you know you're climbing up things is pretty sore. And uh, I think we must have gone through three or four months at the time uh, with, with that sort of issue going on. Obviously, things had healed, but the, the issue was still there, you know, kind of you know, the, the remnants of it. And fortunately, the gaffer at the place I was working with, he used to see a chiropractor. and He had the foresight to kind of bring a chiropractor in okay. to, uh, to our company. And we all had to, we were all made to go see this guy, you know. And um, first time was a little bit kind of nerve wracking. We didn't really know what was going to go on. And. You know, all the jungle drums are banging, aren't they? Everyone's going, oh, you go see this guy and he gets you to push here, gets you to push there. You look over your shoulder, you can't do it, clicks your neck and then everything's great, you know? And there's a, um, so you didn't really know what was going on with it. Uh, but after a couple of sessions with him, um, felt you know, pretty much brand new until two weeks later, <laughs> fell off again. <laughs> I actually broke ribs on the other side. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of the beginning of the journey, really. And at the time I was kind of dabbling a bit of boxing and every time I take a body shot, or even if I was doing some core work, I'd just be crumpled up in pain the next day. I could barely walk. So I was having to drive to Doncaster from Lincoln at the time um, just to kind of get patched up, really, you know. Um, so that was kind of my initial belief of what chiropractic was. It was kind of uh, very, you know, you, you're broken, you go in there, someone does something magical to you, you, they fix you, and then you go about your day. Obviously, 19, 20 years old, you bounce pretty well. Um, and that's kind of evolved over time um, through kind of personal growth, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah that's kind of it I think within a year of chatting to this guy I was like you know I'm going to do that and then me and the, the person I was with at the time we packed up all our belongings into our little courser and trundled on down to South Wales and that was so the kind of beginning of it really that's pretty cool though because uh, <laughs> you're obviously at the, the end of your well you've been doing three or four years of scaffolding and then um, which I'm sure taught you many a life lesson um, at, at, a, at an age when I guess uh, it's it was probably in hindsight not a bad thing in a way that you kind of like oh, expedited the I, I, kind of the life lesson. Definitely. One of the things when I met you, I was like, look, if you can survive four years up and down scaffolds, there's probably nothing that you actually can't do, uh, or there's no situation that you come across as a chiropractor you probably couldn't handle. So um, uh, I'm like, yeah, let's uh, let's see what we do with that. So. Um, Anyway, but look, the um, then as a um, uh, yeah, so you you went straight from 
it was only like, I guess you had a few visits to the car, a few uh, sessions with him, and then you were kind of like, okay, I've got to get into this. I've got to do this myself. Do and then this. you worked out a way to do it. Um, and then, yeah, you went to, um, found your way so all the way So I went to South Wales. Yeah. And um, that was a, a quick learning curve of like social etiquette more than anything because <laughs> you can appreciate when we're all on the site together. Uh, yeah, the, the, the job is how can you take the mick out of someone to the point where you can wind them up the maximum, you know, and they're doing the same to you. Yeah. And the kind of the, 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 the crack that comes about and not a lot of people kind of can appreciate or get that a lot of the time. Okay. Um, so there was a whole new kind of social environment that I had to kind of slip into with, you know, and completely sort of changed how I communicated with people really. It was really bizarre. And that took probably took a couple of years, if I'm honest, you know, um, from feeling like a kind of outcast to sort of figuring it out. I think it took, maybe my fourth year before I really started to kind of uh, settle into that new way, if that makes sense. But um, was that due, due to the sort of the type of person that was in the course? Because you were probably used to hanging out with the sort of guys on the, on the sort of rig and stuff. Um, probably, and yeah. Totally yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of that self-insecurity as well. Like you're not feeling like you're fitting in as well, you know. Um, yeah. Kind of everyone feels very different. Everyone was either mums or dads was a chiropractor or they'd gone straight from school. And, you know, uh, no one, not that many people. There's a few people um, had a different kind of life experience. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. So Wales, what is it called again? Weok. Welsh. Yeah. The Welsh Institute of Chiropractic. Yeah. Which um, is like, yeah, beautiful place. In the, in, nestled in the kind of valleys, you know, yeah. Yeah, right. with four years. So I did uh, years, the A-levels, so I managed to get on the four-year course rather than the five years. Okay. Um, all right, and then um, tell us about what happened after that, because then I think, uh, did you go back and work with that original Cairo? I did, yeah. I went to, worked in Doncaster, um, and, you know, in hindsight, he was, he was great. You know, was, um, I probably wasn't ready uh, in myself to, to hear the message he was telling me. You know, um, I know now I still use a lot of the stuff that he kind of showed me and taught me. Okay. Um, but I was kind of, you know, I come out of uni and I threw everything into it the last couple of years and I, you know, I smashed it to the point where I think it's because I had that sort of perfectionist thing. Um, yeah. and I had this ego thing where I wanted to get people better as quick as possible, you know, six visits, eight visits. I wanted, I wanted to fix people, you know, and, uh, and I was seeing people come and go and come and go on a two weekly, three weekly, four weekly basis. And, you know, I never really said this to anyone at the time, but at the time I'd probably have that bit of an ego thing about, you know, we should be able to fix people, you know, what's going on here. Um, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, I guess you were sort of learning and you was good. You had that mentoring of the guy who was, yeah, uh, he, he was you, great. Man. He was, but I, you know, I guess even through the course, you probably touched base with him every now and then, right? And just sort of checked in to make sure right. that you kind of stayed the course and sort of didn't lose a uh, complete sort of uh, direction of, of what you were doing. Um, and then, um, yeah, to actually then work with him for a, a period of time as well. That's the next step, eh? Um, yeah. And as, as I say, um, he put a lot into us and, you know, I'm really grateful for it. Um, it just kind of worked out that the person I was with at the time, we, we didn't, we couldn't find any work around there and it was kind of getting quite stressful for, for, for my partner at the time. Um, and, and myself and we just kind of, I got offered a job down South and her work was mostly in kind of based around London sort of way. So it just kind of made sense really. So yeah. that was a year later. Yeah. So a year after school, you did, it was probably great. Um, you know, I guess what you call it, like a, well, graduate program or whatever, you were there for a year and then you went down to London, got a different job. And where were you living then? It was a sort of a uh, Surrey way, right? 
That was in Surrey Way, yeah. So I spent maybe three, four years around Surrey Way. Um, yeah. Kind of, yeah, did, worked in a few different practices around there as well. And kind okay. of uh, got, a, got a good mix, really. So then, because uh, I remember when I met you, in fact, I think you were kind of juggling three jobs <laughs> yeah. as a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. And this is probably three or four years after you graduated, right? Yeah. And... I took, well, we now know in hindsight that that was very much symptomatic of the fact that you were like a bit lost and um, hadn't quite worked out exactly where, you know, you, you had this education, you had the, the, the skills um, and you were developing more skills and but you were still like not really sure where you should be, you know, and I think there was yeah. one technique that was probably, very, sorry, one clinic that was very pain-based, another clinic that was very almost holistic or but sort of a bit bit strange in, in, in its offering. Um, um, and then you got to help out this other person that was in trouble as well, right? So, um, mm. and then you, you came across us <laughs> and, you know. I think the long and short of it is it's kind of like I was a bit disgruntled with where I, I had this kind of internal thing knowing that this is what I wanted to do, but I'd never really aligned with what it was. And there's just kind of, it, it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't adding up for me. Do you know what I mean? Like um, I, what I kind of, of speaking to you, both you and Luke, when I first spoke to you is kind of, and so what I've seen since working in Putney as well is kind of, it's not our job to fix people, you know, like the, the body does that by itself. And this is something that I found was kind of missing from our education as well. We probably played lip service to um, maybe the first a couple of classes um, in the first year that our body's, you know, inherently self-healing, self-regulating, and it does what it needs to do so long as there's no interference there. And so you can there's no, you can do all this fancy stuff and kind of, um, but if you're not creating a, a sense of sustained ease in someone's system over time, they're never going to heal anyway. They're just going to keep coming back with the same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, without waffling on, it's kind of, um, it, I think I was getting to the point where, all these things just weren't matching up and I was like, right, and, and everything just aligned up and I kind of saw your name pop up on a on a job advert website and I was like, I just knew, okay, I'm just going to do that. I needed to change things. And, uh, and then look at where we are now. It's kind of, it's just gone from, it seems to have gone from strength to strength, you know, so. Mate, that's great. Um, I'm glad you found your home here. So, um, but it was, it was obviously the part of it was just knowing that or seeing it in action in the way that, and, and I, I, you know, I'm, Kind of proud of the way that we've got a great bunch of chiropractors who do basically keep it pretty simple and just allow mm. the body to heal itself you know sort of as you say as you said sort of the removing of the interference once that actually happens then you can just let the body be healthy and um, get out of the way as well you know that this their journey is the client's journey that comes in the way you know you just help them assist them whatever they need meet them where they're at show them a little bit extra if they want to go for it then you can go for it you know um but we're not you know i think some we probably overestimate overestimate in certain factions of the professional role and what it is that we're doing, you know, it's, um, it's the body's kind of inherent ability to do it all. I like that. Shows what a humble guy you are too, though, mate. But um, it took a while to get here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool because you know, in, in in all all things, really, there's there's those that really take maybe a bit of extra credit. Um, where it's it's as you say, it's it's um, uh, not you're so not so much kind of the one creating the change. And I love the way that you sort of try and do that with your people as well, where you kind of like just maybe instill the fact that it's their body making the changes. <clears throat> you're stepping out of the way. You're just kind of making, sort of clearing the path and then you're, um, 
your body can do the rest, you know. I'll guide you, you a little bit along the way. You know? 100%. And if you open that up to people, they, they do that. They walk through, they walk that path themselves, you know. It's, um, you know, there's no, yeah. There's no messiah complex, you know, the, the body knows what they need to do. They're coming to you for some help. And a lot of people just want a little bit of guidance as well. So, Cool. Uh, is there anything that really floats your boat in terms of people coming through the door? Um, like, or is there any sort of particular special interest you found yourself sort of gravitating towards or just general care of any sort? Just, I'd say just general care. Just kind yep. of general care. They've kind of got a spine, then, um, and, and they want some help, and then, then we'll do it. I mean, where where my real passion is is when people come through and they're kind of a little bit lost, I suppose, and you can kind of show them what the potential is, what the possibilities are, and they kind of step into that and they run with it, you know. And you can kind of be a bit of a coach along the way. Yeah. Um. That's probably where the real where you get really excited for it. Um. But. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say about that. Really, I, I mean, general. You know, I know Amy's kind of got her specialities, and Brian's great at what he does, and kind of George is great at what he does. Everyone's kind of great at what they do. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say I particularly got a, a specialist interest. Um, just kind of that connection with the person, really figuring out where they're at, what they, you know, kind of getting out of them, what they actually want. Because um, pain, the pain kind of brings them to us, boys. That. It's the pain which is stopping them from doing something, figuring out their values, and, you know, why, why it's important for them, you know, and kind of giving them whatever they need to help them on their journey. So, look, um, I, I was going to pick up on this thing of you, um, you you're quite intuitive in, in the sense of sort of energetically almost, you know what I mean? Um, and it's been, uh, developing over time. <laughs> I mean, it's hard even as I'm asking you the question to sort of put it into words, sort of describes what I'm talking about. Um, but um, I think you're very much in touch with sort of what, when someone comes to you who's really stressed out, you can almost perceive that before you say anything to them, right? Or um, in, in their body. I mean, yeah, that comes with time, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, maybe. I'm just, uh, you know what I'm talking about, maybe, right? Do you, I, I do, do you have any yeah, explanation yeah. of, because I think uh, the journey's <laughs> been sort of evolving yeah. in, in that as well. So is there anything you want to comment on that sort of thing? It's, it's always kind of difficult to talk about it because it's like uh, you sort of step into that foot in the woo-woo, don't you, you know? Um, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but that, you well, know, this, I mean, is the, this is the crazy thing, right, is that you've come from the, the most down-to-earth, <laughs> like, uh, upbringing and, and, and kind of first job, effectively, to talk about sort of being able to sort of approach that whole thing with sort of an open mind that's you you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um you know you're definitely not uh, sort of about to be walking around in slippers with a crystal around your neck you know what i mean um, <laughs> um but you know um no offense to those that like to wear slippers or crystals <laughs> <laughs> i think um it's just come from a place of I think the biggest thing really was, uh, I think the day before I started, started putting a chiropractic center, I started there, I think I'd just been on a course, on a weekend course with Joe Dispenza. And the whole funneling of how that happened was really, really interesting and, and, and bizarre as well anyway, because it kind of got introduced by another chiropractor who, who traveled to see me from somewhere else and she told me about it and then I never saw her again. And I was thinking, oh, obviously give her a crap adjustment, you know what I mean? She didn't want to come back. Well, really, she kind of uh, opened up this doorway for me and, and, and me and a friend kind of went there and it's a, it's a two and a half day weekend and kind of we did this meditation and I think it was the second meditation that we did and it just felt like everything just boom, opened up. Like it's really bizarre. Like 
Um, he calls you like opening up with a heart, if that makes sense. And he's done loads of, you know, if you look at Joe Dispenza's kind of work um, and his writings, he's done so much data on it as well, measuring electromagnetic fields and kind of energy in the room, but using these kind of like specialist Russian kind of uh, instruments and things like that, if that makes sense. So he's kind of done a lot of data work on it and just felt this overwhelming thing just open up and i think for the first time ever this sounds really weird when you say it but i actually felt like a joy at peace and i could feel what love was it's really 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 bizarre um and then from then everything just started kind of changing and his meditation is very much a case of like getting yourself into a state through breath work which is still practice every day and um and kind of opening up the heart and, and just trying to use your heart to feel outwards if that makes sense and um you try and when you kind of bring that into bring that into what we do with work. And I, Luke made a bit of a joke about it the other day on his podcast about, you know, standing on the left side of the table and kind of, you know, talking to God or whatever it was. But it's kind of like that whole thing of opening up your heart and dropping in. And then as you put your hands on someone, you can almost feel them just kind of relax into it, if that makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, it becomes much easier to kind of, and all those like more esoteric kind of courses and things that I was doing before, um, if someone needs that, rather than having to try and think and use your logical mind, you can you just kind of know in the end. Uh, but for the most part, it just comes down to, you know, where's this person not moving properly? Where's the access point into this person's system? Um, and what do they need into it? You know, what kind of adjustment do they need? Is it, you know, and then wow. you, can, you can make it more complicated if you want to. And, you know, you can bring in kind of like, there's a few other techniques which we kind of bring together as well. Um, but the long and short of it is, you know, get the spine moving. And it's just kind of what it needs to get moving. I've um, never heard it described. No, no, no sort of not described that way, but also like, you know, the way that you were talking about, like your, um, you open up your heart and then you kind of connect with the person and then um, it makes well, your job kind a bit of easier. Came, it was kind of brought in by the guys who, when I first, again, when I first started, these, these things just start to snowball. Um, I went to a seminar with a guy, with a friend of mine, or, or, and Luke Moverhill actually, um, up in Mar from Marlebone. We went to a seminar in Amsterdam by guys called Syntropy. Um, yeah. And they kind of brought that into it. And we did all the breath work before we did it. And it just kind of just made sense, you know. And mm -hmm. then from then, it's just kind of uh, been a bit of a process. Um, so look, you mentioned, because uh, that, that must have been that, because I remember quite early on, you went to Edinburgh, didn't you, to see Joe Dispenza. And, and, and that was the, yeah. um, did you end up meeting Luke briefly or not? Luke. Yeah, no, I saw Luke, Luke when he was up there, yeah. Yeah, you just so I saw Luke, I, I shadowed him. Yeah, I shadowed him uh, for maybe half an hour or so in, in Putney and uh, kind of caught up with him. And then we went for some dinner or lunch, whatever you want to call it. Went for some dinner uh, before I went to the seminar, yeah. Uh, so it was, it was And then but you, you also touched, like, he was getting into meditation and all that sort of stuff and maybe going into a little bit deeper as to why that's, a, you know, uh, a good thing for your health and well-being generally anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, so you, but since then, you, you hadn't been meditating before that, and, but then since then you've been doing a version of his oh. meditation. Um, yeah, it's kind of evolved and it's, the, the practice has sort of evolved because it's more you sort of get used to what it is that you're actually doing and, and feeling things move, you, move through your body and you can kind of, you know, you, you sort of play with it a little bit, you make it your own. Uh, but but so I remember what, sat next to a girl talking to, to her and she's like you've done meditation before i was like i've never done it i just I can't do it i can't do it this is at the seminar and then all of a sudden we were just dropped into this meditation it was just like wow, wow. everything just changed um it sort of made sense wow and and so since then you've been doing daily meditation yeah yeah obviously you know this um these challenges come up and you know they're, they're the times that you need it most and sometimes i miss it um but yeah. for the most part it's kind of i think the idea behind it as well is to drop into that whole power of now you like the, the now is the moment you know 
which is what this COVID kind of, you know, this uh, this time has been really useful for actually mm. um, to notice some of the other patterns that were running on in the background. But it's the idea is to kind of bring the whole day into a state of mindfulness, if that makes sense, uh, which is challenging, you know, because you know, we're all triggered and stressed. And Wow. So, you know, who else is big into meditation is obviously Jason Pooley and House of yeah. Yoga Man. And you joined us the other day. Did, first time, yeah. First time on the in the morning crew. Wednesday morning crew. So, uh, how was it? It was good. It was good. Challenging. I didn't want to get out of bed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've been getting used to having these uh, these later days, later mornings. But uh, I got up so, and kind of got on with it and sucked yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, since Instagram sort of changed the way, so with these live things now, um, you used to be able to save them in your story for 24 hours and then they disappear. Um, whereas now the only way to save them is to sort of add them to your Instagram TV. So, you know, as a massive Instagrammer, I'm sure you're already all over this. Um, uh, <laughs> but that's why this will also end up on our feed um, because that's the only way to save it. But um yeah i mean that's the thing with his like uh, jason's now putting it on his TV, instagram tv thing on the house of yoga site so it's a good thing you can drop into that whenever you want really um and pick and choose yeah, when sure. you do it um but yeah because i think is have you been doing much self-practice yoga stuff or not really yeah i've been, I've been getting back into it. i've been using this time to kind of really connect back in with that uh, the meditation, the yoga, and um, kind of reading and, and getting clear on what it is that I'm doing, you know, um, mm. with work because you know that's that's like a big passion. So, um, we're definitely kind of getting back into the yoga. So I'd say I do it five days out of seven at the moment. Yeah, um, well. yeah. but yeah, as you say, at the time feels right for you, right? Not not necessarily yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is what I was be- when I first moved kind of into the place I'm in now. Like I was trying to get up at five o'clock every morning and kind of. And it just, it, I was just getting stressed and I was just stressing me out. And it's just, uh, I was like, you can't, my friend, um, Nathan, he's got a, he's, he's just been building his Instagram thing. And he put something up the other day, like if, if you, your self-care routine is detracting from your life and making you more stressed than, than like, what is it, what are you even doing it for? You know, it's like take a bit of time out and do it when you do it when you want. Um, so he's got some good tips on there. Just shout out to Nathan Chilton Chiropractic. Well, yeah, speaking of shout outs mate i don't know if you know but you've been getting some love here from the uh from the people um have you been watching any of this stuff who is i can't is that see it lrc chiropractic lr chiropractic oh, right. i don't know and then you've I got kate, kate the reiki practitioner reiki practitioner who's uh giving you some shout outs there's someone called uh, back. the sunshine and showers don't know who that is oh, but yeah. hi yeah <laughs> Check her, uh, check her Instagram out. Yep. But look, um, so the mild-mannered chiropractor that you're coming across. Oh, um, Lucy Rodwell. Lucy Rodwell. Hey, Lucy, how you doing? Ah, oh, LR, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, of course, you're kind of thinking, well, naturally, you'd be into wrestling and throwing men around the floor, right? Um, nothing, nothing more like uh, getting your spandex on and... Having some uh, intense sweaty cuddles with your mates is a, a really. Yeah, are we talking jelly wrestling here, or are we talking like uh, actual legit stuff? Um... <laughs> Depends on what time of day it is, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but um, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Tell me that. Tell us. Tell me the story there. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I'd say probably about three and a half years now. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, that's another thing that's kind of changed my life as well, you know. So it's uh, it's, it's, that, it's that whole uh, cliche thing of, you know, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is great kind of exercise, but it also kind of helps with your mentality and it changes as well. Because you know, I think I might have alluded to before, I had that kind of little thing of perfectionism in the past. And you, <laughs> no matter what you think you're going to do, um, you start off and then you're absolutely crap. And yeah, everyone just batters you. You've got like guys who are nine stone just tearing you <laughs> and they're choking you out you know and you can't really have an ego with it and you just kind of learn and it's one of them things where you've got to you've got to fail to get better um and the ego kind of goes out the door but but uh it is it's pretty addictive um there's something pretty primal about it and fun about it as well you know it's uh rolling around on the floor with your mates at the end of the day aren't you so i mean uh, was it literally that thing where someone just said oh, you should just come for a rock right yeah, I'd say I used to I used to I dabbled in boxing. I mean, I only had a couple of amateur right. amateur bouts, but you know, I, I kind of got the a bad concussion in my in my third year of uni, so I sacked it off. I was like being sick for a week and that. I was like, this isn't good. And this, um, this, started, this is during boxing, you got a concussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of sacked it off, and then I started back again in, when I first moved down to Surrey. And I started sparring. I just get hit in the head. I was like, this isn't right, you know. And then my friend had just been doing it. Um, my friend back up in Lincoln and he'd been trying to get me to do it for ages like you know it's all about the body and you know you'd love it and it's the intricacies of it and the technicalities of it you know it's come out of your street and I was like yeah 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 and one day I was around his house and he just says oh, come on. he just put me in something called a triangle which is basically where they wrap your legs around your head and your arm and basically use their leg and your arm to choke you and it cuts the blood cuts the carotids off and as soon as I felt that I was like yes this is for me so the next day I kind of <laughs> signed up <laughs> Signed up the next day and kind of never looked back. But um, isn't isn't that the like opposite reaction that's normal? Uh, <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. You know, it's uh, there's no kind of in betweens. Look, there, I can imagine there is no doubt that it's a great way to kind of create this balance, there, right? Because uh, yeah. if you, I think, if you're too much one way, you just go slightly bonkers. Um, if you've got that ability to sort of have an outlet, or yeah, definitely. Yeah, the people that. who are kind of um, who who can't be humble, but they, they, they kind of get weeded out pretty quickly, you know. Oh. Someone a lot smaller than you is going to hand you a lesson, you know, so. I so, think we, so, we, we lost you slightly there for a minute. Um, that's all right. We're all good. We on? Um, yeah, all good. So, um, yeah, that's cool. It's a good, good, good story of, um, out of the Cairo world, what you're into. Um, so when this all starts up, you can uh, check out if you want to come and roll. It's uh, Flow 63 and Wandsworth. Flow 63. Flow 63, yeah. So uh, some great coaches down there and great lads down there. And uh, like what level are you? So I'm a purple belt. Which is, um, where do you start? No start belt. at white. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, put you need, you need a belt for your trousers. Trousers, right? So you, you need, yeah, you need so a belt you. to start with, yeah. <laughs> So you start a white belt, and that's a that's a tough tough one because you're just kind of getting battered all the time, basically. Well, like, no, you're not. That's the wrong way to say it. And that's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's the wrong way to say it. But you kind of you lose your ego during that time, and you've got to learn. It's a whole new like uh, language you've got to learn. And then you get your blue belt when you kind of know a little bit about what, what you're doing, and then you sort of develop. And then um, the purple belt is kind of the first of the advanced belts, really. Um, you kind of know you start to have conversations in, in the language, if that makes sense, and start to string things together and that. Um, and it becomes a lot more, you know, it's more challenging when you, you know, yeah, essentially. Cool. 
No, that's great. And um, obviously, as a professional podcaster, I did a bit of research for this uh, interview. <laughs> and I watched a professional Gracie something or other bout on YouTube. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. The Gracies are the guys who started it, yeah. Family from Brazil. They started it, right. So anyway, um, there was obviously quite a lot of kind of dancing around or sort of just trying to sort of size someone up and then all of a sudden something happened and it was over. <laughs> and I'm like, but it was like pretty brutal when it was on. So, um, yeah. Um, so um, it is, hey, listen, it, it, well, it's, it looks... It's not brutal. It, it's, and it's, 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 it's controlled in a sort of controlled way, but you can tell yeah. strengths that I would definitely not have and I would just get crushed. <laughs> Um, it's sort of like a, an honour in it as well, you know. Like if you're uncomfortable, you just tap and you get off. Like it's not like you know. It's, we've all been there. We've all tapped to a place where no one's even got anything on you, and you're just so knackered. You're just like, oh, I can't do no more. You know, there's no there's no harm in that. You know, it's uh, you start off where you start off. So the 120 kilo man or woman who's like just got you on the map, you just give them a gentle tap, and I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, and you, then you go again. <laughs> do it all over again. <laughs> because it is a thing where you don't. Fight. Well, I guess if you're in a competition, you're fighting your own weight, right? But then when you're just yes. sparring, you can anyone can grab you, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the fun of it, you know, because like there's some guys who are big. You got to play a different game, you know. Some guys is um, some guys are smaller, faster. They've got their game, and you've got to impose your game. And then you go against someone who's bigger, and you've got to change your game a little bit, you know. Um, so you're always kind of guessing. Every single body type is slightly different, and you got to bring a different thing to it, which keeps it interesting, keeps it fun. Uh, you can go full out as well. That's the thing. You can go full. It's not like boxing, you know, where you can, you, if you go full out, someone's getting hurt or getting knocked out. You can go close to 100% and be relatively safe, which is, uh, which is kind of a big alert to, to most people, I think. And like, I can imagine, though, that sometimes, like, if you're just there and you just go for it, right, then that, you're potentially vulnerable when you do that, right? So that's where there's a skill around that. Yeah, you trust the people that you, you train with. You know, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's what you'd say. Any uh, other stuff you're into that you want to share with the people? Outside of Cairo? About it, really, into Cairo. It's kind of... I, li I like your um, very professional kind of uh, background you've got going on there. Um, <laughs> you know, very much like a studio you're in there uh, it kind of makes me washing, that... mate. So it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> washing's, washing's elsewhere in the room. So uh, doesn't matter. Don't you see my, the you see my smalls. Yeah. It makes me think that we need to upgrade our plants in Putney Cairo, though. That's a very healthy <laughs> fern you have yourself there. Um, you'll have to let us yeah, know it's, where uh, you got that well from. Looked after. Hmm. Uh, a, I think there's a shop at um, uh, Upper Richmond Road. I think they've got a few nice ones like this, I think. There's... Oh, really? Yeah. All right, so. well, we should get ourselves one of those. Um, okay, mate, well, look, I think that's, uh, that's pretty good. If, um, I mean, we kind of, well, I don't know, any comments about what do you think the future holds for you? Um, hey, man, we hope you like... stick around here in Putney for a while because... Uh, I'm not planning on going anywhere, so... Yeah, no, but, you've uh, uh, definitely slotted in well, and thanks for all your stuff through the through the pandemic's time. I think it's just been good having a sort of a, a level energy in the place. So that's cool. My pleasure. And thank you for confronting a fear maybe today of um, <laughs> social media, public, you know, as a humble guy, the idea of public promotion. Um, 
have you ever taken a selfie? So you probably don't even, you've probably never even taken one, um, whereas I'm the king of the bike selfie, so. Um, I can't, I'd probably have at some point in the future, at some point in the past, but, you know, it's just, I haven't, my phone hasn't really got, it won't have any selfies on my phone, put it that way. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I just, but you know, but yeah, and as you've proven today, mate, especially when we go back and listen again, I'm sure about that. Um, I, you know, the way you kind of pulled together all the um, the energy, Cairo, healing sort of stuff, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, um, you know, it's it great. makes every day yeah. enjoy it. It's like you're living out like what you enjoy at the end of the day, aren't you? You know, you get to connect with people, you get to kind of, um, do all the things that I'm doing by myself. I get to share it with everyone, and it's uh, seeing people go through their own kind of uh, changes and practices as well. It's an honor, you know. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. All right, mate. Well, look, thanks very much. I guess we should uh, ring off, and uh, I'll see if I can save this and not sort of screw up the technology of everything. And um, I'll um, I'll be seeing you soon in Putney. Thanks, mate. Great stuff. Nice one, Craig. Take care, mate. Cheers. Bye.